Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The uninvited guest who stays till the end, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Tottenham kept a clean sheet and Michael Carrick left in a hurry. It's Friday, 3rd of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Russell. Greetings, everybody. It's a fantastic Friday. The weekend is so close, Andy Brassel. The football will be flowing, of course. But we were treated to football last night. What a game. Arsenal lost 3-2 at Old Trafford. Ralph Rangnick, Jim, was happy in the stands. Michael Carrick did a bunk. And uh, and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, apparently still a good player. Yeah, it turns out, doesn't it? He's That's not, covered that yeah. all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> actual Penaldo. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Should have seen it coming. Yeah, but all of those things that I've just said aren't really the big talking point of the match, are they? No. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it was it was a great game. It was. We should I, say, I, I, really I appreciate in... Arsenal, you know, would have been better had you got something out of it. But still, though, yeah. think of us neutrals, Jim, would Completely. you? Completely. No, I, I enjoyed the game because I felt even at 3-2, it didn't feel impossible that Arsenal might get back into it because it was so end-to-end. Mm. And I felt like, I felt my, with my biased hat on, my Arsenal hat with loads of Arsenal badges on it, um, <laughs> I felt like... A, a draw would have been a fair reflection of the balance of play, but mm-hmm. then obviously the first goal was bizarre. Yeah, and Arsenal gave away a silly penalty. Um, but yeah, it was it was just so much fun to watch. One of the most enjoyable games of the season, I think. Yeah, and it's been a while since we've seen a, a, a good game, perhaps again with these two, Andy. We remember some good ones, you know, from years gone by. Yeah, Vish and I weren't particularly high on it yesterday. No, and it turned out to be a lot better than. I think anyone had any right to expect. Having said that, I do still feel a little bit of a bit of a hunger for more when yeah. I watch Manchester United. Arsenal. Maybe maybe I'm just an old guy now who just thinks Manchester United should be a certain thing from somewhere in the period between 1997 and 2005. Well, this was the sentiment but, Vish kept repeating on our, our green room chat yesterday. Right. Uh, but this is Manchester United, he kept saying. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's not wrong. Man. Starting to worry about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it. It was it was very enjoyable uh-huh. um, as as a match, but mm. I think in the context of Manchester United versus Arsenal, it's like when you're expecting a line from Breaking the Law and you get one from Bring It On Down. Right. Okay. Not that I'm making any personal bringing in Judas Priest and Oasis together. Yeah. Mm. Not that I'm About making any personal niche. criticisms. <laughs> <very niche. laughs> but it, it was it was very enjoyable, and I think Jim really we were talking about this before should count his lucky stars because um, I'm, however difficult and disappointing it was for for him to see Arsenal not get the point that they probably deserved, 
I was watching it in a large function room full of Spurs fans oh, God, after, yeah. after Spurs versus Brentford. Mm, what an evening you had. And, you know, you don't really expect uh, sort of... That low level of banter. Men in their 40s to go, see! As the goal's going. It's yeah. quite weird that, as it? Obviously, yeah. in reference to when uh, he won the Ballon d'Or. Was that is that trying to remind him that despite that he you know Messi won this one, it's kind of like no, but you still won it, mate. Don't mm. worry, we'll never forget. Is that what it is? Or maybe it's him reminding himself. Yeah, but no, but the crowd do it all, don't they? Yeah, but that's 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 become a thing for a long time now. Has it been it? a long time? Yeah, it's a really long time. Oh, I thought it was relatively recent. Yeah, yeah, kids have done it in the playground for a good year and a half now. Uh, yeah. Forgive me, everybody. Yeah. Forgive me yet again. Um, but yes, uh, the, the first goal, Jim. Yeah. Um, Fred stamped on David De Gea I say stamped he just sort of caught him you know, that, that, with him didn't he that kind of thing happens and then Smith throws scored it was a definite goal we'll, we're all agreed yeah. on that it's just because it all happened so quickly didn't it yeah it was one of those strange ones where you think like oh is that have they taken advantage of a player being down it's like it just happened in such a split second mm-hmm. I think I don't think Smith Rowe was even aware no he just really, that it. he was properly injured and I don't think he actually was properly injured it was all just all just a very very weird coming together of circumstances wasn't it, it was which I really enjoyed should De, Gea, should De Gea have bit his lip and just stood up yes it's, that, you, all of that's De Gea's fault by the way it's you, not Fred's fault you expect a higher standard of not staying on the floor from goalkeepers yeah. don't you well, definitely that, it's piss poor. stand up at, at the very least <laughs> Andy it's not Rob Green for England B is it do you that, remember that? that? That is a niche but excellent reference. Jonathan Wilson posted that on, I say posted, he put it on Twitter. Mm. And uh, and it was right because Rob Green took a goal kick for, for England, in an England B international, kind of injured himself and went down. And who was it? Latvia, Lithuania, maybe? Belarus. Belarus. I, I was, uh, yeah, I was in the right area. Yeah. <laughs> um, we all read the same tweet. It's not <laughs> <like we're... laughs> you read it more, more, better than I did, yeah. Jim. Uh, and then the, the striker just scored because. It, you you move into the realm of gentlemanly conduct or mm. sports sportsmanship, whatever you want to call it. It's not in the rules, hence it's called yeah. gentlemanly conduct. But also, I think the issue now why this has happened, and this is not to say this is what was happening with De Gea, because we've moved this on to a slightly different topic, I think. Sure. But um, players do feign injury so much now yeah. to stop the game and slow the game down that I think it's shifted to the to the realm that it's probably more likely that they're not injured. Yeah, so no, you're right. On. You're absolutely right. It's, it would be silly to not, naive to not play on in most cases. Totally, because what De Gea's thinking there is if he goes down and then Manchester United go to the other, other end and break away, well, that's absolutely fine. Whereas if Arsenal come back, it's kind of like, oh, sorry, you're, another potential sort of chance or, or ball into the box is wiped out because I've been injured. I mean, if, if Smith Rowe had really thought on, what he would have done is caught the ball with both hands and then got some sort of fair play award for it. A bit like uh, Paolo Di Canio back or in the Or the day. bloke who invented rugby. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah who was definitely doing, definitely doing the same thing. Yeah. But it is true, though. When you move into this realm of, of oh, well, that's not sporting conduct. Yeah, but that's that's up to the, the person. You know, It's not mm. within the rules. You know, you don't have to mm. replay the game like Arsenal did with Sheffield United. Yeah, that time, absolutely. I I, I, it's so... It was such a weird thing that I think the quality of that volley on Emil Smith Rowe's weak foot has been somewhat overlooked. It yeah. had a hell of a finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think De Gea would have. I know it's it going into an open goal, obviously, but the technique on it was great. It was in the corner, to be fair to him. Uh, but it was an interesting way to get the goals uh, underway. Michael Carrick said that if they hadn't have won the game, he would have sort of sat all night talking about that goal. But it was a fair goal. That yeah, was, that was the funny thing. Tough. We all knew it. But it was just odd the way it kind of um, went in, of course. Um, and then uh, uh, Fred gets involved in uh, Manchester United's equaliser, which Bruno Fernandes 
scored Andy back among the goals we haven't seen him uh, scoring too many yeah, was no, it 15 haven't. 16 games or something yeah yeah and he was he was full of righteous rage wasn't he, was. he? after, after he uh, got the goal. ball back out the net yeah what's his relationship like with Cristiano Ronaldo well on a personal level yeah not bad on an on pitch level mm-hmm. they're working on it because I, and I think we've seen that with Portugal as well. So is it, it is the opposite of Romario and Bebeto, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've we've seen that with Portugal. Like they, Fernando Santos, and I suppose you could square it on him, has struggled to fit them in the same team and get the most out of get the best out of both of them. Mm-hmm. But I think we've seen this season that Ronaldo is not happy to take a back seat, mm-hmm. but he is happy to let Fernandes lead. And I think that's something that's going to benefit United over the, over the long term. Probably Ronaldo as well. As well. I, I, I think they've, they've worked consistently better together this season. And probably, as I've said before, what they're doing with United now is probably quite good for Portugal when it comes to, what, March? Yes, of course, because one of Portugal or Italy will not be at the World Cup. Yeah, I, I don't think you can say that enough times. It's so weird. Yeah. One of Scotland and Wales won't be at the World Cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. less Ag- weird. Again, <laughs> yeah. um, but we'd like to take them all. Yeah. Not Italy, uh, for what you did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, how dare you? Um, <laughs> But uh, on sportsmanship, talking of, um, no, uh, I, I, uh, I get sidetracked. Everybody, I apologise. But yes, yeah, so, so back to the, to the to the game itself, and into the second half. Of course, Ronaldo can't help himself; scores his eight hundredth career goal against Arsenal. <laughs> against Arsenal, of course. Um, I, when you saw, or if, if if you did indeed see it, Alan Shearer's praise for Ronaldo. When you have a great goal scorer like Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry sat next to him, and both of them just in awe yeah. of those stats. Both of them are just going, this is... Like, Shearer just... He just kept saying, it's phenomenal. Like, you yeah. can't find a word that really, truly gets to the to grip the grips of, of, of how yeah. absolutely fantastic. Especially when you remember that he, you know, he's only kind of recently a striker. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely phenomenal. He's oh. saying he's posh Dries Mertens. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's he's, it. Yeah, he's Waitrose... Dries Merton. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is the inverse Marcus Rashford, I suppose you could say. You know, who started yeah. off in the centre and went out wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. but, you know, absolutely phenomenal. And, and, and all this chat about, you know, he, he, oh, should he have been signed by Manchester United, blah, de, blah, de, blah. When he finishes like that and when he dispatches that penalty as well like that, the man for the big occasion, Andy. The thing is, because it's a big moment or they're two big moments mm-hmm. in a, a really big game for the, for the Premier League, historically and, and presently, people's ability to debate the detail of it is is completely lost, I mm-hmm. think. It's funny because the idea that that should kill any debate yeah. over Ronaldo at United mm. any more than before yeah. he was the source of all their problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like neither of those two things are true. No, mm. you, you're right. And I find something that Jamie Carragher said on Book Club recently, uh, mm. Jim, when you, you and Kate did an excellent interview with, uh, with, with him. And he said that sometimes these narratives appear in football. And uh, it'd be after a match or a series of matches involving a particular team, particular players. And he said, suddenly there's these narratives a bit and everyone just kind of runs with them. Mm. And he says, actually, sometimes if you actually watch it back and actually you look into it, it's not quite as what people seem. It may be yeah. a journalist or a group of journalists because you can't watch all the football. It's just not possible. No. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think sometimes that is under, uh, you know, 
uh, not underrated, but it's um, underestimated, uh, overlooked, overlooked. Yeah, underestimated. There you are. You see, underlooked. Whatever. Whatever. You know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and so people do kind of just go with the flow of oh well that person said that so that's probably right and and da 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 and they may well have interpreted it in, in in a certain way. Let's treat myself to a broad stroke sort of thing. Absolutely yeah, yeah. right. And and this idea that Ronaldo can't play at the top level, he can't play in the Premier League, he can't play for Manchester United. Oh, but what about the pressing? What about the yeah. pressing? You know, he had an email yesterday about, about this what about the press it's kind of like well, yeah, there are many other ways to play football mm-hmm. and I understand pressing is an effective tactic and it, and, and it can be used but there have been far less better operators than Ronaldo and far less fitter operators than Ronaldo in teams also the, the idea that this is a new thing that yeah. Ronaldo doesn't press yeah. he hasn't done it for a decade <laughs> yeah Karen Benzema has been doing it for a decade. That's who did his pressing for him. You know what I mean? But but it's true. You know, like I just I I find it very very odd that uh, this idea that oh well he's been a bad signing for them. You know, I get the fact that if you want to play a certain way, he may not be the man. And I understand it's difficult to drop him. Yeah. But big Ralph sitting in the stands doesn't seem to to be too perturbed by this. Um, of course, I mean um, it would be quite an opening press conference if he'd have gone. Yeah, shit. I'm not going to pick him. Yeah. What the Steve McLaren, David Beckham? <laughs> but he, I mean, yeah. he does. He does guarantee you goals, doesn't he? And it is the case as well that he get, he gets you goals in in important games mm-hmm. at important moments. So if he is going to be some sort of hindrance, that's a pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, the hardest thing to do in football is score. Yeah, right. Unless you're him, he really, really doesn't struggle in that area. No. So he's always going to be quite handy, at least. Um, gentlemen, we should talk about Michael Carrick briefly um, yeah. because he's he, he's gone immediately, stepped down as first-team coach. Um, he's been at the club for 15 years, of course. Uh, it was so, so long. I'm going to forget he played for Spurs and, and West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, apparently he was con- try- Rangnick tried to uh, convince him to stay, but his mind was made up. And he did say that uh, part of uh, uh, the, the, the reason for quitting, and there was a few reasons, was, was loyalty to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, which uh, is an interesting one. You saw the banner for, for Solskjaer's mm. uh, appreciation, Andy. I believe they're going to rename Old Trafford, Ole Trafford. Um, <laughs> what do you make of uh, Carrick stepping down, Andy? He's very popular among the players, by the look. Yeah, and um, Rangnick was saying afterwards, that, um, or in this morning's um, press conference, that um, it was a decision that Carrick had made mm. weeks ago, pretty much after Solskjaer immediately went. And um, he's, you know he's done a he's done a pretty good job. I'm really interested to see how he'll he'll work as a head coach somewhere else at some point because hopefully we'll see him. Yeah, do that. you think that's the plan? That it will go off and to, you know be the number one somewhere? Well, I, he's, I he's, hope he's, so. He's, he's been there a while, isn't he? He's put the work in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he has. And I I don't know. I think sometimes we project onto players what they should be as coaches, mm. <clears throat> but with Carrick, the way he plotted out the game, it is quite. It is quite difficult to imagine him not being a, a pretty interesting coach at mm. the very least, isn't it? Mm. No, I know what you mean. But that, we often think that about that type of player. We do. I, like I say, I think I think we project what they are as a player onto them as a coach, which is not necessarily reasonable. Like Hoddle wasn't anything like... He, he had a very different approach as a coach mm-hmm. that he did as a player. Yeah. Guardiola so the, the, would be maybe... The, the two things don't really connect. Well, Guardiola would maybe be a bit more... He's you know, as a player you know, and as a coach. He's a one-off, though, isn't he? He is a one-off. He is a one-off. Um, one-off super egg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there we are, gentlemen. Of course, uh, uh, Big Ralph will be in the dugout for Sunday's meeting with Crystal Palace, so we, we look forward to that. Apparently, he said that he's open to the possibility of staying on past the summer as United manager. <laughs> he said if he decides it's the right way forward for Amazing. the club. I mean, I like that already. I yeah. do as well. Yeah. See that grand plan we spoke about? I'll decide. Yeah. 
Mm. <laughs> they need that though, don't they? They need someone to come in and properly take it by the scruff of the neck. You know, you make know the decisions you, for them. You know what it's like. It's when like uh, Ram and Dominic. When you're uh, over, <laughs> here we go. When 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 you're uh, over over sixty as a coach in Liga, mm. you you have to get ratified um, by the league managers' association. Wow! So it's like when to, you got to redo your driving test. It has to be approved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little bit like. That. <laughs> Like watch five minutes of a match and go, well, what what formation were they playing? Well, of, of course, of course, the last the last coach over sixty who needed approval from the association yes. was Raman Dominic mm. when he took over at Nantes for Una- that very un- short period. Unanimous president of the association, Mr. R. Dominic. Ah, there wow. you go. Wow, ah, casting vote. Perfect. That's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. Perfect. Let me take lunch to decide over it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, right, gentlemen. Uh, Spurs beat Brentford 2-0 uh, at the uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, they're up to sixth, just a point behind Arsenal, Jim. Yeah. It's not too shabby, actually. This is going to ding and dong all season, it isn't it? It really is. Um, Conte uh, isn't going to allow for any complacency, though. No. It was a good win. We can enjoy the win till midnight, but one second after midnight, we need to start thinking about the difficult game on Sunday. I, I like, like that. Yeah, I yeah. do as well. I mean, it was quite attritional. He, he did more running than any of those players, by the way. Yeah, he will do. He, he was. He was. He was a busy gentleman on on the touchline, um, as you would expect. But, but I, they're I building, like, though, aren't they? They're building. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of felt that it was quite th- thrill free, but on the other hand, mm. they were incisive at the right moments and they defended sensibly. Yeah. Which is a, a really, really good start. But, I mean, they they were worked by Ivan mm-hmm. Tony, but Laurie still had nothing to do. But they're, play, they're playing Norwich this weekend, Spurs. Mm. These are the types of fixtures that they're coming along at the at the right time for, yeah. for Conte to just try and get a bit of momentum and go. Well, hang on a minute, we are sixth. We're a point behind Arsenal, who, by most accounts, are having a fairly decent season. I, I would say, uh, despite the result last night, and and so you know, suddenly. The idea of of fourth spot isn't as ridiculous as it was maybe a few weeks ago. No, I, I mean I think it's quite open anyway because mm. the top three are like considerably better than top anyone three else. Yeah. So I think, that's obvious, yeah. I, I think I think fourth is up for grabs and has been up for grabs for for most of this season. I thought what was interesting in terms of the quantification of of Tottenham, uh, Oliver Skip, who was excellent. Yes, yes. I thought he was the best player in the, on the pitch mm-hmm. and. He loves those sort of midfielders who give you that energy mm-hmm. and snap, a, a bit like Nicolo Barella, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, Juventus for uh, Juventus, uh, Inter for example. I, I think he's a player that you can see becoming really important for Tottenham. On the other hand, I, I've no idea where they're going to fit Tangi and Dombele. Sure, but with, with which I, I guess you could have said about the last couple of coaches, but it's, with, it's just a source of personal sadness. <laughs> but with Skip though, he had well, he was on loan with Norwich, wasn't he? When yeah. he went up, so a full season in the Championship. And especially one where you, where you get promoted, you know what graft is about. Oh, yeah. Totally. You know, it's not just at the yeah. bottom end of the table. That All throughout the championship, there's a lot of graft going on mm. there. So, so, so he's got that. But it was interesting. Conte said about Skip, he has to improve with the ball, which is often the case for, for some English midfielders, aren't they? You can get the graft, you can get all the, the, the hard work and so on. He says, without the ball, he works very well, very hard. Um, but, but it's with that, the, with the ball. And, and Hoddle said a few things about Skip. He said, I like him, but I'd like to see him go forward a bit more, maybe not so, so sideways or, or backwards, be very, very positive. But the but the the, the thoughts about Skip are, are, are encouraging. Conte himself said, in one month, I've seen a lot of improvement. Skippy could become a top midfielder. Skippy? Yeah. See, so he does love him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we look forward to seeing what uh, what he'll do against his uh, 
former side uh, Norwich at the weekend if he if he does play. Um, have you seen Jim that Yaya, Yaya Toure is coaching the academy players at uh, yeah. Tottenham Hotspur as he's uh, working towards his coaching badges? Like he'd like to stick around apparently. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good influence to have, isn't it? Yes, exactly. We're talking about you know trying to get your midfielder on the ball and be a bit more positive. Yeah, the Yaya Toure drive. That's what you want. Charging up the pitch, although to be fair, with a position skip plays, if he started doing that, Conte might have kittens. But uh, words, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we are. Um, Spurs are playing Norwich on the weekend, though. Jim, uh, uh, mm. Norwich improved under Dean Smith, of course. How would you? How would you see that one? Going? I, I, th- I think Spurs at home mm-hmm. with their game in hand over Arsenal, mm-hmm. which we'll see them go above Arsenal if they win. <laughs> This is a Spurs win all just all day long, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think that they've got a, a good professional job in them, like they did against Brentford? Yeah, I think so. And we, like we're seeing that from from Conte, aren't we? Like we, we're seeing them start already start to just click and and not like mm-hmm. l- lose silly games or drop silly points. So that's that's just what you're going to get out of him. And I think you know, obviously, Dean Smith has improved Norwich a bit, mm-hmm. but they were dreadful against Newcastle. I know yeah. they they managed to get a point in the end, but to me, that just like they. They're really sluggish and and lacked sort of urgency in like you know ten man Newcastle and eleven man Spurs are a very different prospect. Yeah, no, I know, I hear what you're saying. I mean, the, the aforementioned Brentford, Andy, they take on uh, Leeds United, and Brentford having a decent season in in twelfth. Leeds are, are are in fifteenth, um, only one point behind Brentford. And interesting because people have been a bit concerned about Leeds and with and. and very effusive with their praise mm. of Brentford. Now, I understand Brentford are fairly unknown quantity in terms of top flight yes. football in England and obviously a promoted side. But there's only one point in it. And uh, with Brentford, with a good feeling, you'd be looking over their shoulder a little bit because there's a, Burnley have got a game in hand and are six yeah, points behind I think them. I think the thing is with Brentford, you always go back, what, sort of 12, 13 years and you think a hole, don't you? Mm. When they really came out of the traps. Mm. A few people and, have made that comparison. Yeah, and, and then sort of struggle from there as they, they start to get worked out. I'm not especially convinced that Brentford have the depth. I'm not one of those who think they're, they're totally safe. They won't get sucked into it. I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have been, I've really enjoyed watching Brentford this season but I don't think they're bulletproof from the relegation battle at all. And the thing is, Leeds have done really well in the face of a flurry of injuries and a very green bench for a lot of this season to sort of just really hang on grimly and have Rafinha provide the inspiration, mm. which is exactly what happened against Palace this week in a game that, that they probably should have lost, but they, they managed to to hang on. But everyone dug in, everyone played their part and, and they, they just about got it over the line at, at, at the end. So I, th- I think this is quite a big game already for, for both of these teams. I mean, Leeds really need to consolidate after, after nicking that game against Palace and, and Brentford. I mean, they, they knocked over Everton, but as was pointed out on the, on the show earlier in the week, I, I think Vish was saying yesterday actually about Everton that they're in terrible shape at mm. the moment and they never look like scoring at Brentford. Yeah. So... We shall see. Andy, before we go to a break, I believe that you, Dotton, uh, and Lars were, were talking yesterday about De Classica this weekend. Yeah, we were. Um, we were talking about all the stuff behind the <laughs> scenes uh, 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 by Munich, uh, the return of Erling Haaland. Uh, we talked about Atalanta too, mm. and we gave you the lowdown on what really happened in that infamous Belenenses-Benfica game, where, of course, uh, Belenenses only started with nine players, including two goalkeepers, and the game didn't finish. Absolutely right. Get over to Football Ramble Presents for On the Continent. Right, everybody, let's have a quick break.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Mr. Run and does. Can he play a colleague through? It's Jacob Murphy. Released. Murphy one-on-one. Jacob Murphy to win it. Welcome back to the Football Rebel Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Let's have some emails. Peter's jingle had a good run. We loved it once, but that love's gone. You can get in touch, just email show at footballramble.com. Yes, and I'll tell you who did email show at footballramble.com, Finn Bright. Come on, Bright. He says, hi all. I was thinking the other day about how unfair receiving a penalty is if the player is fouled nowhere near a shooting opportunity. For example, if the attacker has their back to goal in the far corner of the box and gets taken out. Now, this may seem like an atrocious idea to some, but I was thinking of alternative ways penalties could be awarded and taken. What would the beautiful game be like if you had to take the penalty from where it was awarded in the box? Mm. For example, if a defender fouls someone on the corner of the box, a penalty penalty is awarded but the one-on-one kick must be taken from the corner of the box the spot the challenge took place and the keeper must still remain on his goal line I think we would see some very interesting free kick style penalties and some glorious goals obviously where this idea is undone is if a foul is committed about two metres away from goal I guess the kick could be taken uh, rugby conversion style and brought backwards to to the penalty spot to then be taken looking back over my email this is probably a shit idea (laughs) but whatever I've written it now enjoy so I think the two metres thing you fix by just having it from the penalty spot, right? If it happens in the goalkeeper's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I nearly yeah. said the goalkeeper's small box, there, like, yeah. like Graham Soonest did that time, the six-yard box. Then you would put that, yep, um, at the penalty spot. I again, like, I think it, it, the pe- penalties aren't really broken. Let's not fix them. Mm-hmm. I think the idea is that don't be an idiot and foul someone in the box. That that is the punishment, isn't it? But yeah. I, I, get, I like the idea. I like exploring that idea. Yes. you would see some really strange ones if it's from an angle. It's like, well. This is stupid. Mm. But I suppose well, I you can technically add... pass a penalty, can't you? So. Yeah, I mean, it could add something to the Papa John's trophy, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm always getting on the Papa John's trophy. But I, 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 I don't know. I, To be honest, um, Finn, some of us like the unfairness of the penalty. You've got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. That's the trouble with, with, with penalty. I, know, I totally know what it means. If someone is mm. running away from goal, the ball is probably going to go out for a throw it. I don't yeah. know. Goal so this is that's, like, that, I, I, as Jim says, that's the defender's fault. Well, there we are. Show at footballramble.com if you want to uh, get involved and uh, suggest some sort of nonsense like that. Uh, back in the Premier League, everybody. Big one on Saturday at 12.30. West Ham versus Chelsea. Mm. West Ham remain in the top four. They've gone three games without a win, though, Jim. Are you worried about those hammers? Are they losing their grasp on a little that full bit. spot? Yeah, I would like them to um, to keep hammering on. Essentially, yeah, I see what you've done there. Mm. But at the moment, actually, no, I wouldn't because I'd want Arsenal to finish in the top four. <laughs> Piss off! <laughs> you ever want them to finish fifth? Yeah, Why you not? have a little bit of love for West Ham. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course, of course, of course, of course, bruv. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon then, Andy? Mikel Antonio hasn't scored in his last five league games. Uh, he hasn't. But he's he's so much more about than just the goals, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I, the I, goals I are the main bit, though. They, they are. They are the main bit, and mm-hmm. they're the main bit because, of course, if we go 
back a few years, West Ham have had consistent difficulty mm. getting the the number nine that works. Mm. And if they're going forward, I mean, this is just an underlining of if they're going to build from from where they are. And of course, they've they've been great in Europe this season. They're, they're challenging again in the the Premier League. Um, that they, they can't just rely on Antonio. No, you know he needs help. So well, that's why Andy Grant Holt has joined West Ham's scouting department yesterday. Yes, game recognizes game. The man uh, should be able to sniff out a striker and maybe help uh, old McCann out up front. Yeah, I mean, the, the logic of this mm. is a bit like, well, Janino's the greatest player to have ever played for Leon, so he'll be a great sporting director. Mm. Can I put a little spoiler in there? Oh, but I he's, mean, he's not. No, he's sporting mm. director. It's a different role to yeah. scouting department. I mean, Grant Holt's a, a wrestler as well, mm-hmm. lest we forget. Yeah. Will mm. that help in any way? Well, a striker that's going to fight for every ball and all that sort of stuff. Mind you, they've got that in Mikel Antonio, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, it would be interesting to see what they can come up with. I mean, they do share the goals out a little bit at West Ham. Um, so, but it, up against Chelsea, it'll be a tall order. Yeah, and it's a bad time as well, isn't it, to to be going through a little bit of a blip because we are coming to this crazy sc- schedule, which is going to stretch everybody's squads really thin. True mm. enough, but you'd rather play Chelsea at the start of the month. Yeah, very much so. Than, than around the problem Christmas is they period. are Chelsea though. <laughs> they and are really good. They are really good. But Tuchel said that against Watford, you know, he was quite fortunate that, that they said he was quite fortunate to get the win. That's it. They weren't really good in the week. No, yeah. and, and I understand yeah. that um, with Chelsea, they are really good, Jim. There's no two ways about that. And, and Luke quite rightly described them as quite machine-like, mm. uh, you know. But I think a side take a little bit of encouragement from another side, you know, giving them a bit of a bruise and, and saying, actually, you know, on another day, we might have got something from the game. They've also got some injuries uh, at Chelsea, which obviously we don't like to see, but, um, but you know, Rhys James could be out. We'll see what happens uh, with him. Obviously, Chilwell's got that horrific uh, long-term mm. injury. Uh, N'Golo Conte's out. Um, as, as as well Kovacic uh, you know he's battling for his fitness and, and um, I, I forget who the other one is. oh uh, uh, Shalabar of course uh, got injured mm. Lukaku so, hasn't got that many minutes under his belt so I mean yes they've still got a bit of depth in there but I I don't know I'm, I'm intrigued by this one West Ham will be disappointed that they didn't make more of an impression against Manchester City yeah. despite the, the scoreline being 2-1 but when Man City play like that yeah, it's just very very difficult to, to get any kind of foothold in the game um, but what, what do you think about this fixture then, Andy? Do you think that uh, David Moyes could be um, having a little smile after the game? Maybe. Mm. I, I, I just think that Tuchel will have got properly stuck into Chelsea's players after what happened on on, on midweek. He will. Have done, I, I, he? I think he'll have he'll have said Wednesday night wasn't good enough in the in the bluntest possible terms. And he will say it in a very blunt way, won't he? Uh, yeah. I mean that that's been his default position throughout his his, his career. Uh, when, um, when is he going to lose the dressing room, Andy? Because he tends uh, probably, to pro- probably about uh, ten this morning when he uh, <laughs> 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 then, rebukes them over only, the Watford performance. But the way he is so intense and the way that he, you know, it works phenomenally well. But the, that's, for a bit, that's the that's the question though. What he has done mm-hmm. here is several levels above what he has done anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind, you know, before he arrived at PSG, not that I'm saying it, you know, winning the league at PSG means less or whatever but he'd won one major trophy before he arrived at PSG and it ended really badly Mm -hmm. now firstly he's intelligent enough to reflect on what went before and people who know him say he is less hot-headed than he was when he was in his 20s he's older now of course happens to us all and the other other question is are him and Chelsea just the perfect fit because that sort of 
bluntness, mm. that sort of coldness. Mm. It does feel more Chelsea to it me. It does, yeah. That's how they win so much, doesn't it? I know what you mean. And they do like to give their managers a chance, don't they? <laughs> um, but he's, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a proven winner already. Um, Joe Cole said this week that Ruben Loftus-Cheek is driving the train at the moment, which I quite like. Seeing mm. him in, in, in the midfield with Jorginho uh, was, was... I mean, bear in mind, he was on loan at Fulham only last season. They yeah. got relegated. Yeah. We know he's got great quality. He does, but, and this is this is the really the rebuttal to, to the injury point, yes. isn't it? That they do have this amazing strength in depth and they also have hungry players that mm. have got a lot to prove. And one of the things Tuchel's done really well is he, he has given those players a chance and that that is making for quite a harmonious squad at the moment. Mm. So I think this is this is still going to be a really tough ask for, for West Ham. It might not be that Chelsea at full strength, but their strength in depth is such that that still makes them a real challenge. But I'm, I'm fascinated as to how West Ham are going to approach this. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Because Chelsea is so machine-like, it's almost like, well, whatever you do, they're going to have an answer for it. So we might as well just absolutely go for it, especially at home. The crowd will be up. The crowd will be, you know, farting them on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) From that recent survey. Yeah, having a go at them, though, is rather difficult, especially when you play a side who are so... As, to borrow that phrase again, machine-like. But we shall see everybody. Uh, later on Saturday at three o'clock, Newcastle are at home to Burnley. This is the old six-pointer. Andy Brassel. Burnley have only lost once in their last seven in the league. They, they have drawn five, but still, you know, better than losses, as they say, and and, and is fact. Um, what do you think uh, of, of this one, Andy? Because when you think of Burnley at the moment, you think of Maxwell Cornet. Yeah, you do. And he's been fantastic, mm. despite the fact that Sean Dyche seems a little bit weirded out and intimidated by him. Well, because he produces moments of extreme quality. Yes, and, I, I think that is and it. And I think Dyche is a bit like, hang on, what? I, I never told him to do that. I can't <laughs> tell him to do that. It's all like, a bit much, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need for the top corner. Uh, Cornet has been outstanding since arriving. Well, in the top p- Cornet, they're calling him. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it shouldn't be a surprise because this is a guy who scored big goals in the Champions League before. Mm. And of course, he's enjoying the fact that he doesn't have to play left back anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's, he's very much off the leash. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, having, he's having a great time. The concern I have about Burnley mm-hmm. is I feel that for the past several weeks, they've been great to watch. They've played pretty well. They haven't really got the points that they've deserved to get during that time. Mm-hmm. Having played really well for a sustained number of weeks, they're still going on along at less than a point a game. Mm. Now, at least if you're Newcastle, you can go, right, when we get that win, yeah, like we're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. But with, with Burnley, it feels like they can't really play much better than they're playing at the moment. Now, obviously, there are, there are things they could improve. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I feel like Burnley are quite close to the ceiling. But do we, do which we is say a, this every year, though? which is a bit of a worry. Yeah, but the the fact they do it every year shouldn't like you know trick us into believing they're not in a bit of trouble here. If Newcastle win this game, this is an mm. absolute disaster for Burnley. Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose eventually was you know I think I'm right in the nineties. You know, Coventry City did go down. Yeah. Do you I know mean, what I mean? It's it's one of those ones. Yeah, right. and I, I, yeah, it, was it the noughties? I mean, yeah, yeah, I, the, yeah. I, I think I think you're right, but I think the thing is with Newcastle, people people are saying. Well, you know, they're, they're gone already. Um, you, you know, they're, they're in a terrible position. They are in a terrible position. There's no doubt about that. But I, I cannot stress enough how much Eddie Howe has changed the atmosphere there. Mm. There's, there's a sense of positivity already that they've not had for years, actually. And they've been organised in a way they weren't before. Yeah, that, that, they, they have. And that, they did a, a pretty good job. I mean, he's kind of by default discovered that Federico Fernandez is his best centre-back. 
by what happened to Kieran Clark. He owes Kieran Clark, I think, a few beers <laughs> for, for, for what happened in the week. But you look at it and there's there's no sense of doom and gloom within the club. And actually, even within the fan base, there's a greater positivity than there's been for ages. And they still haven't won all season. Now, yeah. if they get that win, mm. I I think, you know, they, 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 could, they could be away. But no, I, you, you I, are right. You know, they've, they've got a ton of work to do to get themselves out of this situation. And really, as, I, as I've said numerous times before, to do the main thing in the short term, which is to make sure they're not completely cut away before mm. they can actually go and buy some players yeah. to improve that not good enough squad in in January. But for the here and now, the fact that there is a little sliver of light, I, I don't think that can be underrated. No, you're, no, you're absolutely right. Before we move on from Newcastle Burnley, um, I'd like to say that it emerged this week that Sean Dyche finds players who don't bring cakes uh, for their teammates on their own birthdays. I see I see. the reason you've not done inverted commas around the teammates is because you're holding your iPad very professionally. Oh, I am. Mm. Teammates. Just the aforementioned Yaya Torre leaps to mind. Yeah. Uh, Do you think the cakes have to be full of worms? Remember <laughs> <laughs> that story? Sean I think Dyche eating I, worms on the training ground from when he was a player. That's right, yeah. I denied I, it, obviously. <laughs> I, like, I think, I think um, with all the other managers banning ketchup and this, that and the other, Dyche is going, oh, have I a cake. Exactly. Have a worm cake. <laughs> have a Chelsea. Arr! Have a Chelsea bun. He, he looks like a gluten-free man to me. Dyche. Yeah. That's good. You can have good gluten-free cakes. Can yeah, you? exactly. Right then. Yeah. Oh, I look forward to having him on, Andy. On your birthday. Um, okay, gentlemen. Um, Am I going to get fined for not bringing one in? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I think so. We should, if, if should we, let's try and get this you know, motion passed. Indeed, yeah. From now on, that happens here as well. If you consider a dead arm a fine, Andy. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, from one well-established English coach uh, to another, Phil Neville, he has admitted this week that he doesn't have any friends. Um, well, many friends would be a better way to yeah. say that because he, he said himself, I don't have many friends. I don't want many friends. Sir Alex Ferguson used to say to us, you only need six friends in your life, the ones that are going to carry your coffin. You don't have to do everything he says. <laughs> it applies to all of them. Just, just carry the coffin, Jim. That's all, yeah. that's all your mates are good for. Um, he, go, he went on, did Ulf Fizzer. My granddad hated people. He only wanted his family around him. When I used to go on holiday with my two children, we used to go to Barbados and the kids would wander off and I used to drag them back. Like, don't go mixing with those kids. We've got our own little unit here. I don't want anyone infiltrating us. We just didn't like anyone. I mean, he's like the head of Scientology yeah, or something. Like the, the, the further quotes in this... They uh, can't infiltrate us, Jim. They'll find out yeah. what we get up to on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. Um, so he said that his, his son is like him and he, for his 18th birthday, he just wanted to have a pint with Uncle Gary for some mm. reason to okay. have, his, have his first drink, um, which is quite sweet. But apparently his daughter is a lot more like 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 her mum and a lot mm. more sociable. And apparently, like, they have these battles where it's like, oh, she wants to have a friend's over. It's like, oh... Really, but oh, but we don't like having other people in the house, and he will like argue her down to just one friend. It's like <laughs> let your daughter live her life, you weird beach wanker. <laughs> just God's sake! Oh, Fizzer, I thought Fizzer, I always thought he'd be all right, but yeah. Well, look, 
Marcus each, is to, your to friend. Each their own. Some people are like that. Not not everybody no, 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 wants, no, I, like, wants to be a social butterfly. Some people like having a close unit of people around them. No, that's, no, no, that's understandable. Absolutely. Like, yeah, come on. Let your kids like it's, yeah, learn it, for themselves. It does explain why the why the Marcus and Phil show hasn't taken off. <laughs> very <laughs> yeah, much Phil, so. Not interested. Which will not get back very to us. Very similar men. Uh, but I mean, the idea of don't let anyone infiltrate us. It's know, the language yeah. used. Yeah, absolutely. It's really <laughs> telling, isn't it? He says he's got a friend in Miami who's like a golf mate, and it's yeah. like, is it David? Where it's like. It makes you wonder, like, he just calls him his golf friend. It's like, do you even know his name? Like, is he just this functional, like, essentially just oh, bit of meat for I, you to play golf with? I mean, Jim, we need to compile a list of who the most likely Miamians are. Yes. So, so we've got, you had Pitbull, yes. didn't you? Is Pitbull uh, from Miami or does he must just be. seem like he I is? I think, yeah. <laughs> if he isn't, he yeah. is. He's got all the sunglasses I and the yeah, white jacket. I, I, certainly, I feel like he's certainly been associated with Miami. He's of Cuban heritage, I think. Yes. Pitbull. So, so therefore the Miami link. So who the, who are the other candidates? Iggy Pop. Uh, <laughs> Iggy Pop's parrot, I think, has to get does in on the mix Miami, as well. Does he live in Miami, Iggy Pop? Yeah. Do you know, i tell you, Billy Connolly lives in Florida. Oh, does he? Yeah, he does. Right. Pitbull, oh. born in Miami. There you go. What more do you want? Hmm? Imagine Fizzer being mates with Pitbull. Of all the friends. No wonder he doesn't need any other friends. Fizzer would have no idea that Pitbull is like a rapper. <laughs> like, it's just his golf mate. Yeah. Was it Mr. Worldwide, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Why are they all Irvin Welsh. He lives in Miami, doesn't Does he? he? really? Oh, he's miserable oh, as well. Oh, oh, I think... love them to be mates. Yeah, they're mates. Him and Fizzer are getting well. You found out who it is. Yeah. Either him or Pitbull, because he doesn't need any other mates, because he gets all Pitbull's hanger-ons. So, so, so we, we Mike reckon Ashley has a place out there, doesn't he? Oh, come on. So, right, we reckon it's Fizzer yeah. and Irvin Welsh yeah. on the golf course yeah, 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 with yeah. Iggy Pop's parrot caddying and, like, Mike Ashley waiting for them in the 19th hole. <laughs> there you go. There we yeah, are. I mean, that's a day Phil out, Phil was isn't furious it? about that. Oh, <laughs> another person... My God, goodness. my goodness. Right, gentlemen. Um, oh, you know, before we get to Betway's four to score, what about a bit of Friday night football tonight? Fulham versus Bournemouth, yeah. top two in the championship. Be lovely. Scott Parker Derby. Do you know there's reports that Bayern Munich are scoping Alexandra Mitrovic? Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't it's, it? a, it's a it's a weird one that because obviously I'd hate it if he, if he left Fulham, but a part of me you would really think begrudging that though. No, you, you couldn't begrudge him, and a part of me would think, you see, I told you he was good. Yeah, you know they have gone weird backup number nines before with Sandro Wagner, so let's not rule it out. Let's not rule it out. Let's hope he stays at Fulham though. But yeah, so it'd be interesting one tonight. Let's hope he bangs in a load of goals. Um, presumably he's fit. Uh, I think he is uh, for tonight's game. Anyway. Betway's 4 to score. Entry to Betway's 4 to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's 4 selected matches for your chance to win the £50,000 jackpot, which of course is weekly. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Game 1, Leeds United versus Brentford at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Jim, who have you gone for? I have gone for Daniel James. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I think um, Leeds badly need a win here. They need to put a run together, don't they? And I think... Um, yeah, I think Daniel James is going to be the man to do it, to start that off. I see, I see, I see. Game two, Manchester United versus Crystal Palace, Sunday at two o'clock as well. Andy, who have you gone for? I've gone for Cristiano Ronaldo, despite every fibre of my being wanting to pick Jadon Sancho. Ah, there you are, you see. Uh, game three, Spurs versus Norwich, also at two o'clock on Sunday. Pete Donaldson had the pick. I am going to go for Timo Pukki because he is a very streaky player and he scored against us in midweek on the Amazon. So, uh, yeah, Pookie. Thanks. There we are, you see. He's going for the Finn. And game four, Aston Villa versus Leicester City, Sunday at 4.30. I have gone for Ollie Watkins. So there you are. Uh, Daniel James for Leeds United against Brentford. Cristiano Ronaldo for Manchester United against Crystal Palace. Timo Pukki for Norwich against Spurs. And Ollie Watkins 
for Aston Villa against Leicester City. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. You can play for free at betway.com forward slash four to score. Further T's and C's apply. You've got to be over 18, of course. Do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Marcus's game. That's right. Managers, baby. Um, Jim and Andy. Oh, Jim. You were beaten by Pete Donaldson. Yeah, and I was beaten by Andy last time we played as well. I'm not on a good run of form. No, you're not. Oh, I'm not good at this game. You are good at this game, though, Jim, particularly the managers. It was a great upset that that, that Pete Donaldson sprung, Mm. uh, of course. Um, But Andy Brassel, you are the lineal champion it is yours to lose. That's what happens when you go to the top. Everyone's <laughs> trying to gun you down, Andy. <laughs> um, Charming imagery. Indeed it yeah. is. So, of course, we do managers. Just to remind you all, the difference between uh, this and, uh, and the players is managers, we do count their national teams. B teams, under 21s and all that, we don't count them. Full sides, full professional sides that they have managed. National teams count. Right. Are you clear on that? I am clear on that. And Jim and I both have a pen and paper this week. So it's serious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Righto. Let me get my buttons ready. So, Jim, uh, Andy is the, the top seed, of course. So you mm-hmm. will go first. And uh, the first man has managed five teams. Okay. It is Frank de Boer. Frank the Farmer. Frank the Farmer. And he's got that look in his eye. Yeah. It's a very tired look. <laughs> You've been looking at me all the time. Ooh. I am exhausting. Five teams. You are. Frank the Farmer. Jimbo. Are we getting close to a bid? I'm going to go for three. Three? I think Andy's going to go for I four think here. He is too. Andy, can I hear four from you? I'm going to go for five. You're going to go five. Of course you are. I love that. You see, that's why he's the champ. He could go four. Because he's good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a git. <laughs> you can say you, that as well. You thought you were going to go, you, th- you thought four, but he's going to go for five. All right, Andy. Five teams that Frank de Boer has managed far away. Ajax. Inter. Palace. Atlanta United. That's the one. Netherlands. One nil, Andy Brassel. Fair enough. Didn't it, have Atlanta or Inter. And, I, Atlanta bit, was the one. I had one. a bit of a panic that I'd misspelled Atlanta as Atalanta yeah. on my piece of paper. Though the pronunciation and I was And I would have done that, Andy. One <laughs> nil <laughs> uh, to Brassel. Uh, great start, all five teams there. Tricky one, though. Atlanta was the one that, that maybe people uh, might not have had. Um, but there we are. Right. We move on to the, uh, the second uh, manager. He... Um, has managed eight teams. Uh, hasn't managed for a while. We haven't seen him for a while for, for bloody good reason. It's Ron Atkinson. Big See, Ron. When you said we hadn't seen him for a while, I was thinking curbishly. <laughs> no, no, no. Poor old curbs, eh? Ron Atkinson. Eight teams. A huge uh, character in the game of football, of course, for, for, for many years. Um for better or for worse? For worse. <laughs> Andy, can I have a bid? I, I'm, I'm going to go for four. Four, that's the sweet oh, spot, isn't yeah. it, Jim? That's annoying. What do you do here? You're one nil down. Hmm, I feel... That would 
that would involve a couple of guesses on my part. Uh-huh. But I feel like Andy's probably quite confident on the four. Never know, though. He no, did think don't. Roy Hodgson managed Chelsea. Yeah, he I did. didn't. <laughs> yeah, don't right. worry. I thought um, <laughs> Gonzalo Iguain didn't play for Chelsea. Uh, Jim, are you going to go five? It's no, so tricky, isn't nah, it? You're going to go five. I'll just get it wrong. I just want to. Fair enough. I want to give Andy the chance to slip up. Fair enough. Okay, then, Andy. Four teams that uh, Big Ron Atkinson managed West Bromwich Albion. Manchester United, Sheffield Wednesday, Aston Villa. Yeah, well played, sir. Well played. Cambridge United is where he started. Mm. Uh, West Brom, as you say, Manchester United. Atletico Madrid. Mm. Sheffield Wednesday, Aston Villa, Coventry City. I had Coventry in there. Nottingham Forest. So did you have I had uh, Man United Villa and Coventry yeah. and I was I wasn't I thought West Brom might be one. Mm. But yeah, I, st- I I wouldn't have got the five, I don't think. Yeah, we are okay. You don't have to show your workings, remember. I uh, know, I just, you know, I just want people to know that. Yeah, he's just, I'm not you, just that you're trying. <laughs> yeah. Do you want Andy to know that now? That's the mind. question. All right then. Uh, Jim, you need this. You're 2 0 down. I do. You're up against it. But people have come back before in this game, even against Andy, believe but it. But also or not. to add to the tension, yeah. I think my pen might be on the brink of running out. Oh. Pen's flat as shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Manager number three, Jimbo. Mm-hmm. He has managed five teams. It's Roberto Di Matteo. That's an annoying one, isn't it? It is. That is an annoying one. Five teams. Five teams. Let me just Google that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, everybody. I confirm that Jim is not Googling anything. Don't don't, don't worry about what Andy's doing. Concentrate on your own game. that, that, That nay was not that. Yeah, once scored an FA Cup final, and the other goal scorer in that game, which Eddie Newton. Come on, Jim, I'm trying to buy you some time here. Yeah, you're distracting me with Eddie Newton, is what you're doing, though. <laughs> Jim, I'm going to need a bid here. Uh, you're right up against the ropes. I am. Come on, what have you got? Two, two, two teams. Andy, can you do more than two? I, I'm, I'm going to go four. I want to make sure of this. <laughs> <laughs> Brassel and his big Kahuna's is going to go for four. Jim, can I get all five? No, you can't. No, I didn't think so. Andy, Roberto Di Matteo for the win. This. How many... Uh, no, you've said four. Uh, please name four teams that are about You have time. placed me in a position where I have to say MK Dons. Very good. West Bromwich Albion. Chelsea. Schalke. Andy Brassel wins. Yeah. Saw that one coming. <laughs> oh. Yeah. When Andy's on that kind of form, Jim, yeah. a bit like Manchester City, you just, gotta, you just got to sit back and take it, really. You really do. Um, Shake it. <laughs> MK Dons, West Brom, Chelsea, Schalke, 0-4, and Aston Villa was uh, Roberto. Villa, of course. I've forgotten that. Yeah. yeah. But that's, yeah. you see, if had you have remembered, that's why Andy goes for four. Mm. He goes for the kill. Um, he's like sub-zero as Andy Brassel <laughs> um, he freezes you and then he beats you up um, okay well we've got... <laughs> not literally Andy Good. Um, okay gentlemen well, we've got two more to go let's let's enjoy ourselves on this, this Friday um, Andy you're up first this man has managed nine teams it's Paul Lambert Paul Lambert's managed nine teams yeah, yeah. that's interesting these are the, these are the tricky ones that uh that you probably want earlier on in the game with Andy, although Big Ron was potentially that, but Andy knocked old Big Ron out of the park. Uh, Paul Lambert, nine teams, Andy. Can I get a bid? Um, I'd start with a little four. <laughs> a little four. I mean, that's not too... Four, yeah. Jim? I mean, I might as well have a go, right? It's up to you. 
yeah, I tried this against I mean, Lars and it not? blew up in my face. Yeah, yeah go on, another go. Can I go five? No, but I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you going to bid five? Yes. Right. Andy, can I hear six from you? No. Okay, I thought Andy was going to go, yeah, I'll do seven. All right then, Jim. Five teams that Paul Lambert has managed. Knowledge. Aston Villa. Ipswich. Ipswich. Yep. Sheffield Wednesday. Ah, unlucky pal, unlucky. Wickham Wanderers, Colchester United, Norwich City, Aston Villa, Blackburn Rovers, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Stoke City, Ipswich Town. Ah, Stoke, I should have got. Did you have those, Andy? I had Colchester, Village, Villa, Norwich, Ipswich. Uh, you see. There we are. So 4 0 to Brassel to avoid the whitewash, Jim. <sighs> this man has managed eight teams. It's Ian Holloway. Oh, wow. Yes. How many? Ian Holloway. I uh, know. How many? Eight teams. Uh, right, okay. Yeah, Ian Holloway doesn't answer. Ian Holloway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sacked in the morning. Don't think, Don't so. think so. Yeah. Uh, Remember his little hamster? His little pet hamster chewed through two of my suits, the little bastard. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. Did he? Uh, yeah. Eight teams, was it? Yeah. There's a sweet spot here, I think, Jim. Yeah. I don't know, I'm not interested in it. No. Go for two. Two, okay. Andy, can we hear more than two? Are you going to like properly volley this in off the yeah, bar like you've done eight. with some of the others? You go be, for eight, you, you coward. <laughs> I'm, I'm still writing. I, I, Andy. I'm, I'm not completely sure. But Andy, his Mortal Kombat and Finish Him has just come up on the screen. All right, I'm going to go for five. Yeah! <laughs> oh, big balls brassel. Jim, I'm not even going to ask you don't for a bother. six. Yeah. <laughs> okay, five teams Ian Holloway has managed. Queen's Park Rangers. Easy. Millwall. Grimsby. Blackpool. Bristol Rovers. It's 4 1! No way. He played, he yeah. played for Bristol Rovers, didn't he? Take it, take it. Hoist by his own petard. Uh, and this game will be remembered for Jim Campbell landing the last the blow. Moral off victory. The last goal, the winner. We've just changed the rules. We haven't really. <laughs> we haven't really. Uh, it was Queen's Park Rangers, Plymouth Argyle, Leicester City, Blackpool, Crystal Palace, uh, Millwall, um, back to QPR, and then Grimsby Town. No Bristol Rovers, I'm afraid, my man. Sorry, big man. I can't believe we didn't put Palace in there. Yeah. Well, yeah, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> Little moral victory for Jimmy at the end there. But ultimately, Andy Brassel keeps his crown or his belt, whichever. It comes however you want it. But because, because I got the last one so spectacularly wrong, mm -hmm. am I not the lineal champion, but the linear champion? Andy, you're all the champions, don't you? Yeah, really, pal? yeah have you... Have you united all the belts at this point? <laughs> well, the people's champion, obviously, you don't get a belt for that. You just get a lot of hugs when you go in the street. Which is like a belt. Like yes, a exactly. Belt. They, right. they provide, that's absolutely right. And that, to me, is the real prize, Andy, no matter what you do or I do. Uh, there we are. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Absolute pleasure having you with us. It was also a pleasure hanging out with you on Green Room yesterday. We're going to do more of that, so, uh, so do get involved. It's a lovely old time. Um, so, yes, uh, wait for the uh, look out for the announcement for that uh, back on Monday of course to talk about the weekend's action enjoy the football this weekend uh, but until then say goodbye Andy Brassel goodbye say goodbye Jim Campbell see ya see ya everybody ta-ta The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network 
the secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.